Welcome to the Ontario Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, the really trying to get this out on time, or not on time, this week, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. You can find me at OddDadOutPodcast.com and at Odd Dad Out on all the social media places, including the awesome Oddballs Facebook group, which I'm just throwing out there. And this is the show where I ramble and rant and tell you about all the shit going on in my life and in my head and in the world. And I tell you about some podcasts and all this other shit. I just do this. I tell you about shit. That's what I do. Whew. Uh, how's it going? <laughs> I just, I feel like I have an obligation to ask you how you're doing. Because I've done it for so long. And whether or not you tell me, I still get to ask. And maybe you will. And there are some people who actually answer me. And you guys are awesome. But for those of you who don't answer, it's okay. I, I'm not mad or anything. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I'm running a little late this week. And in part, it's because I'm lazy. In part, it's because I like being a nerd. And in part, it's because I'm lazy. But I'm not being lazy right now because I just got home from work and it's almost three in the morning. And damn it, if I'm not going to sit here and talk to you because I miss you and I don't like not talking to you. I like getting to share my bullshit that I whenever. And I promised you, I told you we were going on vacation or at least our little mini spring breaky vacation that we were doing. And I wanted to tell you about it. Because last time we did this, it was like six months before I told you about it or something like that. I was like, when the fuck did I start the show back? I don't even remember now. But it was many, many months because we did it in October and I didn't tell you until after New Year's. So it was at least two months. And so, you know, it was old news then. Now it's right here, fresh in my head. We just went on a trip. We went on, we went and rented another cabin. We went out to State Park and rented a cabin out in Patagonia this time. And I'm kind of surprised because I knew where Patagonia was before going out there, vaguely. But every time I mention, oh, we went to Patagonia, nobody knows where that is. I'm like, it's between Sierra Vista and Nogales. It's a, there's a lake out there. It's kind of a little, very traditional, very touristy type Western town, you know, all the, the, I, I can't describe it without just saying it's a very old timey kind of town and they obviously keep it that way on purpose, but that's kind of beside the point. So anyway, we went and like we did in the fall, we rented a cabin out at the lake at the, it's on the state park grounds and you know, these, the cabins in Patagonia are a bit nicer than they are up at Lyman. And it's, I think it's just like the different parks have kind of a different grade. You know, they have some of the bigger cabins in Patagonia than they do at Lyman Lake. And I think they're bigger, they're smaller cabins. I kind of like, I think it's like higher profile, heavier traffic 
uh, busier parks. Lyman is a very small park, whereas Patagonia is a rather large uh, state park and a pretty good sized lake. So I think just have, there's way more cabins. I think there are only five or six at, at Lyman Lake. And I think there were, there were like, it was, there were 17 cabin, uh, 17 or 18 cabins listed, but they removed a bunch of them. So there were, or there were probably only maybe, maybe a dozen, but, and it was kind of, convenient. they removed a lot of them and they replaced them with bathrooms, <laughs> which was a great thing because when we looked at the map, we're like, okay, there's, it showed 18 cabin spots or something like that. But the bathroom, there's one bathroom and it's, you know, the big communal bathroom. And not only is it nowhere near the cabin where we're going to be, it's not even like all the cabins are basically up on a hill, which is nice. All the cabins are like up on this hill and overlooks the lake. And so we're up in our cabin up on the hill and down all the like kind of camper RV campsites are down at the bottom of the hill and they're, and they're like, they're all closer to the, the actual lake, but we've got this great view of the lake from the top of the hill. So it's kind of nice up there, but you know, it's really nice, but the bathrooms are on the, they're done on the bottom of the hill. So we would have, and it's like bathrooms are over at the bottom of the hill near cabin 11. We're down there by like two. <laughs> we're over there but like at the start we think it's a great spot it's like hey we pull in we're right there we're in like we're down there by like one and two on the very start but the bathrooms are over there by cabin 11 that's a long walk and oh yeah they're at the bottom of the hill so like oh you got to go over towards cabin 11 and then you've got to walk down this trail down the hill to the bathrooms and on the map that's all we see when we get there they've actually put and it's porta potties, which sucks. But you know what? When you don't want to walk a quarter mile to the bathroom, it's great. But you know, describing the environment for you. But yeah, uh, Patagonia Lake—it's a really nice place. Really nice. It's a—I think it's—I guess it's a birding sanctuary. So it's—I guess one of the top. And I don't have the pamphlet with me, but it's supposedly one of the best bird watching parks in the state and going based on the metric fuck ton of birds that we encountered while we were out there i guess you know that's pretty true because at one point i literally just turned on my camera to record and i guess i could have just used like a audio recorder app or something but i just had my son take a video just shooting at the lake in this one spot because the bird noise, I didn't even care about the video, but the bird noise was ungodly loud. <laughs> just completely overwhelmingly loud birds. You know what? I'm actually going to, and I'm going to do this the cheap way. I'm just going to play this for you with the mic. I'm not even going to like wire this shit in. I'm going to be a lazy ass. This is the actual sound of the birds. Over on the hiking trail at Patagonia Lake. Yeah. 
that is ridiculous. Oh my God, that is so loud. And I'm going to say the recording does not do it justice. This was literally just me. Okay. It wasn't me. It was my son standing there holding the phone. I was just like, here, record this noise. Like there, it does not capture the overwhelming, just flooded with bird noise you get when you go to this park and when you're on this hiking trail. And this is right at the start of the, uh, the blanking the name of the trail. I have the pamphlets. They're all still in the van because we just never took them out of the van. But all of these, this, there's just so many birds. And it's, I mean, there's, you know, it's the standard, lots of ducks and things, but there's lots of finches and, hum, and hummingbirds and woodpeckers and all types of birds. And I'm not a bird person. I don't know a ton of birds, but there's a shit ton of birds there. And in order to help facilitate the bird watching and encourage the birds, they have actually hung up bird feeders fucking everywhere. So outside all of the, the ranger station and the gift shops and the marina shop and over in the, there's a little stone seating area. So you can sit there and look over the lake and watch all the birds and all this. There's like a dozen bird feeders all in this area. And that's where that was recorded from was this little stone seating area, which is it's a nice place. To just sit and relax and watch the birds and have yourself a merry little time. But it's fucking loud. It is so loud. I could not imagine trying to relax in that noise. But yeah, this is where we went for spring break, at least for our, a weekend of spring break. And, you know, it was really nice. And I think I mentioned on our, for our last little camping trip, and we call it camping. It's not camping. We rent a cabin. We're in a cabin. You know, we're not roughing it by any means. Well, I mean, if you take, you know, I'm a podcaster. We live in a nice big house in the suburbs, you know, taking it from all of this and all the technology and the Nintendos and the, and the smartphones and the TVs and the computers and all of this stuff. Take all that away. And we are in a log cabin or at least a wooden cabin lakeside in an area with Next to no cell service, so our phones are essentially useless. They're basically just glorified phones. Phones. They're glorified clocks. We basically only look at our phones to know what time it is. And occasionally take a picture. And this is the environment we're in. And compared to last time, our our previous cabin, it was just beds and walls and an air conditioner. This cabin actually did have a refrigerator, which was nice. And there was a little more storage space and there was a microwave, which meant that in the event that it was fucking cold or I haven't made the, I haven't, you know, the boiled water yet, you know, cause got to get up in the morning and go out and start a fire and boil water for coffee and whatever. Uh, in case I haven't done that yet, I can just, you know, nuke a cup of water and make some coffee or nuke a cup of water and make some oatmeal or something. And so I was able to do that. As opposed to, again, going out, building a fire, boiling a kettle of water to make coffee, which we had to do on our last trip. And man, even when the coffee is god awful, which it was, you appreciate it a lot more when it took you 30 minutes to boil the water for it. But this time, mostly I was boiling water just to have hot water. 
uh, for washing dishes and things because it was fucking cold. <laughs> it was so cold. And I realized as somebody who has mostly lived in the desert my whole life, and I understand desert cold. I do. I understand that overnights in the desert are fucking cold. And most people don't realize that. But we were, you know, we're coming off the winter. It's like the first week of spring. And so we're still kind of in winter weather-ish, at least as much winter as weather as you get in southern Arizona at the time. It was the daytime temperatures were in the low to mid-60s. And I know some of you that live in colder places are like, oh my God, that's like shorts weather. Not in Arizona. <laughs> and overnights were in the low 30s, which last time when we went up north to go camping, we actually had overnight lows in the low to mid 20s. It was technically colder there. This time, it was windy as all fuck. <laughs> So it's like 34 degrees outside and the winds are like 25, 30 miles an hour. And because we took both dogs with us and somebody who's laying under the desk next to me has a squirrel bladder, I had to go out walking with her two or three times a night. So it could be like four in the morning. And I'm out walking a fucking husky for 30 minutes because she doesn't want to pick a bush and fucking pee. And it's like 30 degrees and I can't feel my toes. And I literally come back into the cabin. I'm like, I give up. You're not going to pee. I I, I quit. I'm, I can't feel my toes. We're going back inside. And I get back in the cabin and my wife is literally like sitting there clinging to me trying to warm my arms or warm my hands and feet back up because I was so cold and like I could not feel my fingers and toes it was so cold uh it sucked <laughs> and again it mostly was because of the wind because like I said last time we did this it was much colder but it was you know uh, you know people talk about the dry heat it was a it was a still cold it was a dry still cold which is weird because it was still on the lake it really wasn't that humid, which is surprising considering it was on a lake. But I think it was just weather-wise, it was so windy and cold, dry. It was just so drying. Ugh. But it was fun. <laughs> like all this, oh my God, it was so terrible. The weather sucked overnight. It was miserable to walk the dogs at four in the morning. But that aside, eh, during the daytime, it was mid-60s-ish. It was nice if you were in the sun. Still needed to have, you know, it was like light sweater weather, but you know, it was, it was fun getting away. And I think our biggest thing we like about doing these is, like I said, you're, we're basically cut off from technology. You know, everything is being cooked on fire and we don't have devices. Nobody took their Game Boys or DSs or, you know, the Nintendo Switch or none of that. We didn't take any of that with us. And so our entertainment is based on our ability to entertain ourselves. And so, you know, the boys all had books and, you know, they would go play tag or whatever outside around the cabin or, you know, we went hiking. We, you know, checked out the lake. We had planned to go swimming because we're like, hey, it's going to be a little warmer down there. It's spring break. We can go swimming. 
and then the weather, you know, happened and we're like, Mm-mm, no, it's, it's too damn cold. <laughs> I am not like, I didn't see anybody swimming. I'll tell you that nobody was swimming in that lake while we were there. There were lots of people fishing, lots of canoes, lots of, you know, power boats and stuff. I did not see one person in the water. Lots of fishing. <laughs> but we didn't. I was like, nope, it is too cold. I don't. It's like, if I got in that water, and I remember when we went to the, the last trip, and I was the only one that got in the water, and I was able to tolerate being in the water because my entire body was numb from cold. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> so we didn't go swimming. The boys were all disappointed. But we did go hiking, and one of the things in Patagonia at the park is there's a nice little pedestrian, wooden pedestrian bridge that goes over a portion of the lake, so you can kind of go from one side to the other, and there's some fishing and picnic tables and stuff over there, and it's a nice little area to sit. And so you go over this bridge, the thing about, and you look on the map and you're like, oh, there's the pedestrian bridge over the lake. Oh, it's a nice you know, scenic pick, you know, scenic spot. This bridge, this fucking rickety ass bridge, it's a wood slat metal frame bridge. So like metal rails, but it's all wood slats that are very weathered. Like you get in those, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark or whatever, Indiana Jones type crossing a wooden slat bridge. You think the wood's just going to collapse under you type feeling. Except this thing is so damn steep, I'm pretty sure there are roller coasters jealous of the the angle on this bridge. Like, you're not walking up this bridge, you're climbing up this bridge. You have to hold on to the rails for dear life and pull your ass up this bridge just to walk up to the top of this bridge and stop and take a breather because then you have to hike your happy ass down the other side. And you have to suddenly hold the rails to keep from just barreling through everybody especially when you have two very anxious dogs who just you know barely made the climb up and now if you don't hold on for dear life they're going to take out everybody (laughs) which is the situation i was in when we had to go over this bridge because i was literally laying back in almost a full vertical position to resist the pull of the dogs wanting to go and also them, you know, trying to fight them falling down the bridge because it was hard enough for them to climb up the wood slats trying to go down the other side. They're having to basically push backwards to keep from falling, but there's still, you know, two like 50, 60 pound dogs who are both at least part husky. So they're like sled dogs. And they want to pull and they want to drag you everywhere. And yeah, they wanted to pull me down the bridge like it was a friggin' roller coaster ride. And I was having to cling on like, and, the, and their leashes are rope style leashes. So I've got these two very rough ropes in one hand and clinging onto the railing for dear life in the other hand. <laughs> and yeah. That was an experience. And there's other people on the bridge. It's not just us. So I'm trying not to take out everybody. But it was kind of funny because we get to the other side, you know, going up, 
Never mind that we had to go over there and then come back after we've experienced what was on the other side of the bridge. But go over the bridge and there's a lady standing there. Hey, watch out. There's cows. And we're like, wait, what? <laughs> like, you're warning us of cows? Now, we figure there must have been cows because there were like what appeared to be cow or horse poop around the camp, around the cabins and all that. And we're like, okay, that's weird. Somebody must have been here with like a horse trailer or something. That's what we were assuming. And no, it turns out in Patagonia around the lake, there are what was described as wild cows, which is just a weird thing to think about when you only think about cows for the most part being a domesticated animal. But apparently, and I don't, I haven't verified this, apparently on the property of in the park, there are wild cows that just kind of roam the park. And I assume they kind of manage the grass situation and things like that. But it was just really weird. You're just like, come over this bridge and there's just a couple of cows chilling. And they're just like sitting under the trees, munching on grass, occasionally reach up and start chewing on a branch or something. There's just like cows. It's like here. Except my two curious dimwit dogs want to go and play with the cows or whatever they wanted to do with the cows. I wasn't about to find out because they were trying to drag their, no, they were trying to drag my happy ass over to the cows. So I'm having to fight them all the way over to the picnic tables. <laughs> like we're going to get the picnic table that is as far away from the cows as possible because they're going to want to play. And that's probably not going to go well. But, you know, we, for the most part, we just kind of hung out there and, you know, watched the cows, watched, you know, people come through and, you know, people fishing and boats coming and going and just kind of having a nice, relaxing morning by the lake and just, you know, appreciating the quiet for the most part, because that was really a big part of it. Like I said, you know, it's, it's a lot of like these trips. We don't do much, really. A lot of it is really just the experience of going out, being in the cabin, being in the quiet, in the nature away from all of the devices and this, the city life and the suburbs and all that. And so we go out and we hang out by the lake for the morning. You know, we come back, we make lunch, take a nap. And in the afternoon, I decided, hey, there's a hiking trail at the bottom of the hill. Basically, we go up the hill to the other side of the road, and at the bottom of the hill is the trailhead. And again, this trailhead just passed. The trailhead is where the bird noise amphitheater thing, whatever, the just mess of all that bird noise, it's where it was. Um, that's like right as you first enter the trailhead for this little hiking trail. And it was very different because when we went hiking in October, that was on a mountain. You know, you're climbing the mountains and going and looking up at, at, you know, clay, at little cliffside caves and all this. And you're up there and you look down and you see the lake and, oh, look, there's the cabins over there. This was more of a flat ground hike. And when you first get on the trail, it's, uh, it's, it's you're kind of some rocky, let's say cliffy cliff sort of stuff. You're kind of, we're still up in the hills. And so you're kind of working your way down 
through kind of the stone step bits of it and working your way kind of downward. And then it basically kind of turns into a flat ground hike along in through the woods next to the lake along the the shore of the lake. And you're very much into the creeks and, and streams that feed the lake and the woods and the marshes. And so there's a lot of birds and, and, so, and, and, so, and ducks, like ducks aren't birds, but there's a lot of ducks and geese and other birds and things over there. And wouldn't you know it, more cows. <laughs> and so as we're just walking through the woods and I've got all the boys with me and I've got Mystic with me and uh, Rihanna and Jasper are hanging back at the cabin because neither one of them are too fond of hiking. Come to find out, Bug is ne- his also not too fond of hiking. <laughs> it didn't help that we had to like walk all the way. Like it's already like a quarter mile up the, to the top of the hill and down to the bottom of the hill from our cabin to the trailhead. And I didn't know there was parking down there, so we had to walk. And so we walk all the way down there, and then. It's about a three quarter mile hike all the way around. So we had about a mile, mile and a quarter, mile and a half. We had to hike. And this was after we did all the hiking and roller coaster bridging and, and everything in the morning. And now they're just, he, he just didn't, he wasn't having it before we even made it to the trailhead. He was like, I don't want to do this. I, don't wanna, I hate hiking. Hiking sucks. Okay, he didn't say hiking sucks because if he did, he probably would have gotten in trouble for it. Which is, it's language is funny, but yeah, don't let my kids talk like that. Sorry. I realize I'm a foul mouthed asshole, but I don't let my kids be. <sighs> I'm not that bad of a parent. But, <laughs> you know, we go on this hike and again, wild cows and little miss sled dog who wants to investigate everything like every smell every, like she's just like when you'd see uh like detective dogs in cartoons where they're just nose to the ground sniffing everything sniff 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 sniff, sniff. everything she sniffed like every fucking rock and blade of grass in that entire damn hike and she would have chased after every damn tree to sniff every tree if I'd let her. I ended up actually having to put a secondary loop. So I basically was like almost like, because she's already in a harness because she just kind of needs that extra hug of security when she's out. But I had to put an extra loop. So I was basically like holding her at arm's length the entire time. Because if I gave her any slack, she would try and bolt to go sniff the next thing or go after the trees or go after the cows or the birds or whatever or try and jump in the river and we couldn't have that. So I'm you know sitting there and fighting her the entire time. She's trying to pull me and fucking husky sled dog all over the damn place. But, you know, get the boys going and they're like, okay, you guys go. You walk ahead. Stay, you know, within like five, ten feet. You know, basically, I need you guys all staying as a pack. Everybody stay together. We're going to follow the trail, follow the path. And we're going to make this hike. We're going to go this way. All right. Nobody get behind me. I'm going to, if anything happens, I want to be able to see it. And this was my logic. I was like, okay, I'm going to stay behind you guys. You Like Charlie, Damien, you take the lead. Bug, Sam, stay in the middle. I'll take up the rear with Mystic. 
And that way, if anything happens, if, you know, somebody falls down and, you know, bust their knee or something, I can see it. <laughs> but, you know, tired kids start falling behind and looking at, you know, oh, there's this thing or, oh, here's that thing. And it was convenient because the trail basically was very well marked with uh, benches. <laughs> the the trail out there, because it is it is a bird watching trail. So uh, as you go along the trail, you know you're on the right path because every once in a while you'll come across a bench. And on the every bench, they were marked with, like it was a bird title, and there was a picture of that bird and some little interesting factoids on all the benches. So it's very convenient and it helps you know if you've been somewhere before. Like, oh, we're at the uh, Roadrunner bench again. We must have gotten turned around. And, or when you know, because it's kind of a big loop and I kind of explain, I kind of described the, the hiking trail to the boys is it's kind of like a lasso because there's one path that comes in and then you get to the end ish and it says upper loop nor, uh, lower loop. Like one goes this way, another goes this way. And so basically you go and pick your path and you take, you know, we went with the lower loop, which takes you closer to the, the lake side, but it basically, you just walk, you go through the loop and then you come back and now suddenly you're on the upper loop. And then that loop connects back to that same main leader path. And then you take the same main leader path back out. And, you know, we do this and it's about a 0.7 mile hike. And that was really nice. And it was funny because, you know, the boys don't know my background really in, you know, as far as they know, we live in the city. We know we live in the suburbs and that's what they know. They don't know that when I was a kid, I, you know, my grandparents lived out in the middle of fucking nowhere and we would go, you know, swimming in rivers and, and hiking in the woods all the time when I was a kid. And I'm very comfortable hiking in the woods. And you know, they're, they're slowly, and it's kind of interesting in the last few weeks, my boys have slowly learned that I am much more comfortable outside in nature with plants and trees and, and nature things than I actually am in the city. And it's funny because I am somebody who sits there on a computer all the time or sits there playing video games. And that's dad they know. They know video game, computer nerd, sci-fi, Star Trek watching dad they don't think about dad who actually likes going hiking, climbing mountains and cliff diving, swimming in rivers and things like this. This is not the dad they know. <laughs> so as you know, we're hiking and jumping, you know, walking over rivers and jumping across streams and, and, and exploring the woods. Like they're kind of surprised with how comfortable I am being out in the woods. I'm like, no, oh, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm totally down for this. I'm completely comfortable in this, you guys. Really. It's like, I used to do this all the time when I was a kid. And I go, really? I'm like, yeah. It's like, my grandparents lived in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> it's like, we, we would always go swimming in rivers and do stuff like this because it was what we, you know, we spent our spring breaks with our grandparents. And what do we do when we're at our grandparents? We hang out with our cousins and we'd go to the river and we'd, you know, uh, catch tadpoles and stuff like that. This is what we did. And this sort of stuff, you know, kind of my, my boys are all kind of tripping out because they didn't realize this is the kind of shit I did when I was a kid, <laughs> which maybe because my wife is more of a helicopter parent than me, I probably wouldn't have so much of a problem with it. 
But if I'm pretty sure if we came back from a hike with a can full of tadpoles, my wife would have a fit. <laughs> so yeah, we're not going to do that. But it, it, it's a fun and we had a good time. Minus the, by the end of that hike, the boys were very tired. <laughs> they didn't, they just like got back to the cabin after that and they were like, ugh, I don't even want to. And it was really funny because they were, by the time we got back through the loop and we're back on that leader road of the lasso uh, metaphor that I'm going for here. And we're coming back and we're coming back and we get to the, we probably sat there with the bird noise for like five minutes just to, and because this is almost to the end and we're almost back to the point where, okay, we're back to the road. Now we got to hike our asses back up the road to our cabin. But all of that is right there before we're, you know, all the bird noise bit. That's all right there at the start. Like we can see, you know, cars from, from right there. And so we're doing all that, but we sat there and just sat there because we were like, oh, we're so tired, feet hurting, legs sore because we were sore from the morning bridge stuff. And then this hike and, you know, we're not really outdoorsy hiking people. So we're not in the best shape for this. And the boys aren't really in the best shape for this. They're much more just, you know, they're in shape for running around and prolonged hikes along a river and, and lake shore. They're not totally in the best shape. You know, it's one thing to run around the backyard for a half an hour. It's another to go on an, you know, a mile long hike in the woods. And you don't really have much option. You can't like, oh, I'm going to go inside and sit down and rest for a minute. Nope, we're going to keep walking. This is like, why? Because we've got to keep making this before sundown. <laughs> because we got to get back to the cabin before sundown because I got to make dinner. <laughs> so as soon as we got back after all of this, because this was fairly late in the day, like we get back to the cabin and immediately I have to start the fire. <laughs> it's like, ah, because when we go camping, I'm the camp cook. And so as soon as we get back to camp, all right, everybody go inside, go relax for a minute. Somebody grab me the lighter. <laughs> I need to start the fire for dinner. <laughs> and we basically did the same as we did last time, you know, burgers, hot dogs, s'mores, uh, took banana bread and some oatmeal for breakfast. Forget what else we had, but yeah. I'm suddenly blanking. Oh, we did we did pancakes again because that really is something the boys have gotten to where they they expect it and they appreciate camp pancakes, which are like paper thin because I always end up mixing them too thin for the griddle because I feel like oh if the batter's too thick it's gonna not be and like I'm not gonna have enough pancakes for everybody and so I end up making it too thin and then I end up with really thin pancakes, which for the most part taste fine. But they're super thin. You basically just, and we end up just rolling them up and dipping them in syrup rather than, you know, cutting them up in fork and all that. But, you know, that's probably, I think the food is probably the thing that the boys look forward to. Like, yeah, they look forward to the hiking and all the natureiness of it. But like, they look forward to camp food and cabin food so much, you know, making s'mores and getting to cook their own hot dogs in the fire and, you know, camp breakfast with, you know, my pancakes and making sausages and, and all that. And they, they get so excited for all of that stuff. And it's, it's still funny. They don't mind 
helping me wash dishes. They pitch a fit every time we tell them to wash dishes at home, but hey, dad's washing the camp dishes in a freezing cold tub of water. I can't feel my fingers in this. I was literally boiling pitch, uh, uh, not pitchers, uh, pots. I'll just say pots. I was boiling pots of water just to wash dishes because the water was so cold. Ugh. That whole can't feel my fingers at night. As soon as I would get the water, because there was a spigot on site for the, at the, the cabin. I was like, okay, here's the water. Here's, it's fucking cold. And I would, I, I couldn't feel my hands. I'd be washing the dishes and I was boiling pots of water. Kettle. That's the word kettle. I was boiling kettles of water and probably two or three, but I'd need at least one to bring the water up to a not freezing, uh, to be able to wash dishes. And, you know, it's like, okay, wash the dishes, flip this, you know, immediately get turned everything around to get ready for the next meal. But it's fun. And I've, I've, I enjoy it. I enjoy doing the work because I guess of all times, I feel the most appreciated when we're on these trips because I'm so, I'm responsible for so much of this. My wife plans everything, but I'm the execution guy. And it's kind of the way our kind of marriage dynamic goes. My wife is a planner. She can make plans and she can set up an itinerary. She can go, we're doing this. Here's how we're going to do this. You know, she can get the plans, get the everything set up. My job is to take the plans she makes and execute them and make sure that all the things that she planned happen. Like, so she said, we're going to eat this. We're going to take this. I have to make sure we get all the things. We pack all the things. We have everything we need to do. The things that we need to do, you know, if we're supposed to be having uh, hot dogs and burgers and pancakes, I need to make sure I bought all the appropriate groceries and I've packed all the appropriate tools and everything I need to make those things. Like, oh, well, I need, if I'm making pancakes, I don't just need my pancake mix. I also need to make sure I have measuring cups and something to stir. And I need to make sure I have my, my cooking utensils, my, my spatulas and, and, and tongs and all that stuff. Because it's like, oh yeah, I, we're just going to make this. Well, I need to have this dish and this dish and I need my flat top and I need this and I need to make sure I have oil for the flat top and I need to make sure I have my my cast iron scrubber. I have to I have to execute the plan. She makes the plan. She makes sure, you know, the cabin is paid for. She makes sure we got the dates that the dog fees are paid and all that. But I have to make sure we've got all the shit. <laughs> and I've got to make sure that everything we have that I have all of the tools I have to make this plan happen. And then I have to make the plan happen. And so that's my job. And that's that's kind of like our general dynamic for our marriage too, which is kind of funny. She's the plan person. She, she decides here, we're going to do this thing. All right. I have to make it happen. I have to drive us to the place. I have to make sure we're packed for the things I have to do. I have to do those things, you know, Hey, we're starting a garden, which means, okay, I have to build the gardens. I have to fill the garden beds with dirt and, and amendments. We're, gr- we're going to grow corn. Okay, I have to amend the garden beds appropriately and move the sprinkler lines and plant the corn and weed the corn and and debug the corn. And did I mention we picked our corn? <laughs> we picked our corn this week. 
And I'm not going to talk about that right now because I'm probably, I'm saving that one. I'll talk more about the garden probably, it'll be, it'll be a few weeks. I'll get more into a bigger garden update because I'm, I'm kind of, I want to devote this week to, to our trip. But it, it was, it, it was a fun experience getting to do this. It was a little more stressful having both dogs with us than it was last time because I guess it, it's, it's sad to say, but because of Jasper's anxiety, he gets medicated when we go on car drives, uh, car drives. What? Uh, he, he gets pre-medicated for car rides. And so he's really chill when we're on the road. Mystic, not so much. And we tried to medicate her. She wasn't having it because, you know, the, all the tricks were like, oh, you give them a, their, a pill and a piece of cheese. Well, we have those pill pockets and it's just like a little dog treat and it's kind of a little cup, basically just like a soft treat cup. And you stick the pill in there and you squeeze it all closed and you can give them that. And they've got this treat with a pill in it. And Jasper's perfectly fine with those. And he's been taking those when he was on some other anxiety meds before, which we've uh, weaned him off of. He doesn't need them so much anymore. But for car rides, we go ahead and give them to him because he doesn't like car rides. Well, because she's a hyper as fuck, we decided, hey, we're going to give her the anxiety meds and calm her the fuck down too. Didn't work. Because she doesn't trust new treats. She doesn't know those treats. So when she doesn't trust a treat, she sits there and plays with it. And I keep smacking the desk. But she sits there playing with it and she'll nibble at it and sniff it and nibble at it. And she ended up sitting there nibbling at it and ate all of the the little pill pocket away and left the pills. So on the drive out there, she was unmedicated. Damn it. She's sitting there, husky, howling the whole time. Anytime we stop for anything, what are we doing? Where are we? I don't know. I'm confused. I don't want to be in the car. That's kind of what she sounds like. But Jasper laid down, relaxed, because he had his pills. When we were coming back, I'm like, all right, she's tried the treats. She knows the treats. She'll eat the treats. We'll be all right. It, it wasn't all right. We go ahead and give Jasper his pill. I go ahead and get Mystic hers ready. It's like, okay, she tried it last time. I think she'll be okay. I was wrong. I go ahead and give her her pill. She sits there not really wanting to eat it. She's sitting there playing with it. She sets it down on the floor in front of her and For some reason, Jasper decides today is the day he wants to be quick about something. And without even a second thought, he sees those pill pockets that he's used to eating with his medication. And he goes over in front of her and snaps it up. After he's already had his own. So now we have completely unmedicated Hyper Husky and double medicated Jasper. He, he had a hard time getting in the van. I'll just put it that way. And when we got home, because those things basically last for about eight hours. So when we get home, and it's like a three hour drive. We, we get home with him and he just goes and flops down on his bed and just basically sleeps off the rest of his pills. 
<laughs> and it looks like he like my wife took a picture of him when we got home and it looks like he's hugging his bed <laughs> which honestly after all of that like we love going out there but it is kind of a mental drain doing all that and loading up in the morning and driving back and doing all the stuff it's a very busy day packing up the van to get on the road and so by the time we get home it's like I think we got home at like one or two in the afternoon. You know, we got home for in time for lunch. But by the time we get home, we're just so tired and just physically drained from the day. We're just like, ugh, yeah, I just want to hug my bed too. <laughs> it's a fun week. It's a fun time just getting out again, going out in the, in away from the city and getting away and, you know, spending some time in the woods away from devices and all that stuff. That's really the big thing about it. But and I've said this several times, but it's nice to get home. <laughs> it's nice to be home. And for the first time, you know, uh, because I've got a little uh, Amazon hockey puck next to me. I don't want to say I have an echo device next to me and I'm not going to say her name. Because the last time I did, I had to cut a bunch of bullshit out of the show. <laughs> but it's it's nice being able to come in and tell the, our Echo Dot to turn on the lights rather than having to remember which light switch turns on the lights in which room and which one turns on the fans. And oh, wait, that's the patio. <laughs> you know, all of that shit. Being able to walk into the room and tell the Echo lights and say, oh, put the lights at 50% or turn off the lights in the office. Being able to do that, like, oh, yay, technology. But, you know, getting away from it's nice. But technology is still fun. <laughs> like, like ah, I haven't played Animal Crossing in four days. My villagers all think I moved away. <laughs> but, you know, it's fun. It's, it's definitely something we were already looking. We've got, if, you know, we can get vacation time you know off of work for the appropriate times we already know where we're going next um we're looking at you know like hey we need to have designated dishes and things like that and buying some other supplies and things for the box you know we bought a new cooler and stuff like that this time now we need to get like i'm gonna i have my grill set that i use at home well that's what we take camping well I'm going to get a separate, a separate set just for camping stuff, you know, stuff like that. Get separate dishes for camp stuff. Oh, you know, basics stuff that we normally take. We're like, oh, we'll take these cups and we'll take these plates and we'll take these with us. Let's just, we're, we're getting to a, Hey, we're going to have a set that is stays in the box. I don't have to, uh, unpack and repack it at, you know, get some salt and pepper shakers, you know? So we're looking at, we're looking forward to doing that in the fall. I think we might actually go back to Patagonia this time in the fall just because it'll be warmer. And I think it'll be fun to go back there in the fall. If if not this year, next year. But go there at a time where it's warmer so we can actually... Because so far, we haven't really been able to go swimming. Not that the boys can really swim. Fail on my part. But we haven't really been able to appreciate that we're on a lake and get to go do lake stuff. So... You know, maybe we'll go fishing. Maybe we'll just go, you know, rent a boat or just go play, go swim or whatever. But 
we, I want to do, you know, go out at a point where it's warm enough and the water's warm enough that we can go out and make use of the lake wherever it is we go. So I'm looking forward to that. <sighs> Oof. It's late. I really need to shut up. <laughs> but I've got some other stuff to talk about. Before I go, I need to remind you, if you were looking in the episode title or episode number, you may have noticed this is episode 199. That means the next regular episode, I say regular episode, foreshadowing, is episode 200, which I said I want to do as like a question and answer thing. But I can't do that if you don't give me questions. Now, I've gotten a couple. I've gotten a couple of my friends who've given me some questions and they're making me work. But I don't just want questions from two people. I need questions from more people. We need, if we need more questions to make this whole question and answer, I can't question and answer if you don't give me questions. I can't answer, you know, this Q and A. I can't give you any A if you don't give me any Qs. And that sounded a little wrong, but I'm just going to roll with it. <laughs> so give me your questions. What do you want to know? Hit me up. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Odd Dad Out. Of course, in the Oddballs Facebook group or uh, show at OddDadOutPodcast.com. Uh, you can text me or leave me a voicemail. 516-636-76. Motherfuck, what's my phone number? 516-OTOPOD1. It's that. I think I got them all in there. I, uh, 70, I'm fucking shit. I don't know my phone number. With I've done this the last few weeks. I have successfully managed to give you the phone number without looking. But for some reason, I suddenly can't. <laughs> I don't know why. So I have to look it up because I'm an asshole. It is 516-636-7631. I think I said that right before, but damn it, if I'm not that asshole. <laughs> and rather than edit, I just sit there vamping because I'm that asshole. But yes, uh, voicemail or text me. Let me know. Have any questions? Let me know. Whatever the fuck. Because I can't question and I can't Q&A if you don't give me the cues, man. So give me the cues. Yeah. Another update coming up. You're getting a little time. So episode 200 will be in two weeks because once again this year, I am planning to be part of Operation Switcheroo, which is orchestrated by the fabulous Moxie Labouche from Your Brain on Facts, who I think I need to have back on here on a less strict time. I had her here on the show back when I was doing interviews. It was during National Podcast Post Month, and it was, uh, she was busy. I was panicked. You know, I was trying to scramble through all these interviews, and she had a full schedule. And so we didn't get to make most of the time. So I think I'd like to get her back on here sometime or get anybody back on here. I don't know. But maybe she could talk about her book because that came out between last time and now. But anyway. I am, I'm going to be participating once again in Operation Switcheroo. So next week's episode will be 
And I don't know if I'm so I'm I'm probably not supposed to tell you this. I don't care. But will be a a guest podcast from another show. You'll get to listen to another show. Instead of me. You're welcome. Because I'm sure you're tired of listening to me. <laughs> Especially when I've been talking about this cabot for an hour. But that will be next week, which gives you an extra week to get me your questions. Well, all the places again, odd dad out on all the social medias show at odd dad podcast.com five one six six three six seven six three one. I just told you everything twice in the last couple minutes. All right. All those things. Of course, all of the links in the show notes or at odd dad podcast.com. Ah, one more thing. Have I said one more thing? I've said a few one more things. I'm thinking about. You noticed I haven't done any podcast reviews on the show in a little bit or on the website. The website is part laziness, part I don't know what to talk about. But, and, and yeah, a lot of it's uh, I don't know what to talk about because I don't want to just, I, I have, I, I've mentioned before, I've got a lot of weird shows that I listen to. And I was like, yeah, I could just see, keep sitting here reviewing shows that I know I like and the weird shit. And it'd be a lot of weird reviews about weird shows. And I don't want to just keep reviewing weird shows, even though it's a lot of what I'm listening to. And I do have another review coming up, but I'm kind of feeling like I want to go the direction of uh, the countdown movie and TV reviews where they previously would do, it was like a two hour show and it would have a movie review and they would do a countdown sometimes related to that movie, sometimes not. They'd usually try and link them together if they could, even if it was really a stretch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but they would they try and link the rev- the countdown of the week to the movie they were doing for a review for and they opted to split the show and have a countdown episode at the beginning of the week in their regular slot and a movie review at the end of the week and i think it drops on saturday uh us time because they're in australia and it's Friday or Saturday. I forget when exactly it drops. But anyway, they do the regular countdown at the beginning of the week and they do the movie review at the end of the week. And I'm kind of thinking about doing something like that. And if not dropping my podcast reviews at the end of the week is kind of a secondary mini episode and trying keeping them short, um, possibly alternating weeks. I don't know. Which is kind of what uh, the guys from BSP Believer Skeptic Podcast do, where they do a mini-sode between, they have like their full-length episode talking about their big topic, and between them, they have like a teaser episode that talks about the next uh, subject they're going to cover. And maybe doing a mini-review uh, episode between episodes, I don't know, because it gives me more time to write, which I was saying I wanted to do more, I wanted to write the reviews, and I realized that if I want to do an episode every week, I don't really have the time doing a full episode with whatever the hell stories and rambling I do, plus a full podcast review write-up to write a full review and you know grade a show and then record it because that's what I'm better at. Um, doing all of that every week. And still, you know, breathe and sleep, which I should be doing and doing all of these things. So I'm, I'm as much as I just said, 
I might be, I guess I said I might be getting back on a weekly schedule. I want to get back on a weekly schedule. And I've got a couple more weeks before the boys are back to school 100% all the time. And I might be able to get back on a more of a weekly schedule. But right now, I think I'm still going to be kind of stuck doing every other week. But I'm I'm really kind of wondering if maybe that would be a good way to go. And I'm not I'm not certain on it, but I'm I'm asking you, you right there listening right now, who's gotten to this point in the show and didn't skip to the next episode or next thing you're listening to. What do you think about that? What if I kind of broke up the show and did the podcast review separately? Because maybe you aren't so much and like you don't need the podcast reviews or recommendations or whatever. Maybe you just want to listen to me ramble and you don't need that whole spiel at the end and all the podcast reviews. Maybe you can skip those. I don't know. Let me know. Would you like to have me break those off and be kind of a separate episode so that you can skip those if you feel like it? I don't know. Let me know. Hit all those same places. Odd Dad Out. Show. OddDadOutPodcast.com. 516-636-7631. I remembered it this time. All those things. Facebook group, oddballs, show notes. It's all there. Go there. Join or else I will haunt you in your dreams. Uh, I don't know what that was. <laughs> so, um, episode 200, two weeks. Give me your questions. Next week, special bonus episode. I don't know what I'm giving you yet. You'll find out when I do. Questions. Tell me about the reviews thing. I realize I'm throwing a lot at you right now. What do you think about the reviews thing? What do you think about bi-weekly schedule, splitting things up? Give me your questions, all of the things. I'm sure there's more. Because I okay, one more thing, and I'm this is more this is more for me and less uh thank you to everybody out there who supports the show. Because I haven't mentioned like since I've restarted, since the show came back, I have not mentioned my Patreon supporters. And through all the pandemic, I will say pretty much everybody had to drop off because I, I socialize with podcasters and basically all of my my support were other podcasters whose support for other podcasts was based through their Patreon. There's, there's Patreon with podcasters. It's kind of a big circle jerk. We really, it's a lot of podcasters donating money to other podcasters. It's like a lot of podcast Patreon donating money to other podcast Patreon. I'm pretty like sure like half of us just give our own, give each other's money back and forth. So it's a lot of that. And when your non-podcaster supporters start to having to drop out because, hey, they're unemployed because yay pandemic. Well, now suddenly you don't have as much money you can share around. It happens. And I've had to cut back and my supporters had to cut back. But I do have one more. I have a new Patreon supporter and it's kind of crazy because what the fuck? It is Coach Raven from the Strength Love Metal Podcast, who again, I've been meaning to get her on here since she started that show. But she recently rebooted the show because, again, pandemic life. And she's back on. She started back up. So I need to get her on here and I can actually get her in studio. Holy shit. Cause if you've missed the memo, it's my sister. <laughs> but 
<laughs> yeah, so thank you, Coach Raven. And I still need to, I owe her some stickers and shit. And I still have, and I don't know if I mentioned this on the show, I made keychains. And I may just, you know, send some out. If you send me questions for my 200th episode, I might just have to get rid of them that way because I got to get rid of them somehow. So maybe the first, the first five people, I'll say the next five people to send me questions. I will send you and I have some, I should have some stickers too and other stuff. I will send you a keychain. Fuck it. So if you've been following along, you just found out how you can get yourself an odd dad out keychain. If you want one, sure, what the fuck? Why not? But ah, I, I've spieled on for like 15 minutes and given you all this extra crap. So, ah, God, I need to go to bed. <laughs> oh, so much, so much needing to go to bed. But I'm going to be done. I'm going to cue the music. Boom. And I'm going to tell you... To go to odddadoutpodcast.com, find your podcast listening service of choice, and subscribe to the show. And if you are so inclined, wherever the fuck you feel like, leave me a review. Or just say nice things on social media, or tag me. Again, it's at odddadout in all the places. Uh, Write a nice tweet. Share me with your friends. Honestly, I don't give two shits about reviews, but you could tell somebody that you think this show isn't a waste of your time, and you're a cool person for that. You are cool. I don't care what anybody else says. You are cool to me. There. But, (laughs) uh, I don't even know where I was. I'm getting out of here. Show at odddadoutpodcast.com, odddadout on all the socials, uh, odddadoutpodcast.com. I'm not giving you the voicemail number again. Uh, Facebook group, do the things, share the stuff, buy a shirt. There's lots of stuff. Go to the website, subscribe, share it, do the things. You're awesome. And until next week, oddballs, thank you and good night. <laughs>